0: Greetings Arlington. Welcome to Grace in 30 Live on WERALP, Arlington 96.7 FM. My name is Ed Mellick and I'm joined as usual by my co-host Sal Dietrich Sal, how are you tonight? Ed, my brother. I am doing well.
1: You know, this show, Grace in 30, is about a higher calling to service, to sacrifice, and that calling can happen at any stage in life. This evening, we're focused on our youth and high school students. Uh, we're joined by Michelle Howarth, the executive director of Commissioned by Christ, a local nonprofit that organizes short-term international mission trips, as well as local day trips. Uh, we're also joined by Catherine Hogan, a Christian service coordinator at Bishop O'Connell High School, where all 1,100 students, the Knights, are required to complete 10 hours of community service per, per year. And some go well beyond this by participating in things like short-term mission trips and, and going overseas. You know, Great stuff to see from the next generation of community leaders.
0: Before we jump in though with uh, Michelle and Catherine, I want to remind listeners about the call to action issued last week by our guests Annette and Mark Benbow from the Arlington Historical Society. They encouraged us to find something about history that hits home with us and to pursue it. And they offered practical suggestions for doing this, like getting to know our elderly neighbors and their stories, preserving and fixing up older homes rather than tearing them down and other things. If you'd like more information on them, you can visit their website at the ArlingtonHistoricalSociety.org or our Facebook and Twitter pages at Grace in 30 As Sal mentioned, today we're joined by Michelle uh, Howorth. From Commission by christ and katherine hogan from bishop o'connell high school uh, cbc is an eight-year-old organization that has organized 16 international mission trips since their first trip to the dominican republic back in 2010 and numerous local one-day service projects until last year they were completely volunteer-led when they hired michelle as executive director and bishop o'connell is an 1100 student catholic high school in arlington county that has taken the admirable step of requiring that each of its students get involved in either school, local, national, or global service initiatives during each of their four years of study in order to graduate. So, Michelle and Catherine, welcome to Grace in 30.
2: Thank you very much.
0: Yeah, Thank welcome, welcome.
2: It's an honor to be here.
0: Yeah, uh, Michelle, you know, kick us off tonight. Uh,
2: tell
1: us a, a little bit about uh, how and why uh, Commission by Christ was started.
2: So, Commissioned by Christ is a Catholic nonprofit organization that brings not only youth but also adults and families closer to Christ through short-term mission trips to serve the needs of the poor. The inspiration for um, CBC came from Faithfield George Mason University students who were active in the college campus ministries and had served on mission trips to Peru and the Dominican Republic. What happened was after graduation, these, uh, these now young professionals wanted to continue service but looked around and didn't find anything available to them that was short term that kind of fit their, their lifestyle. Uh, so this, this launched really the process of forming CBC and obtaining the 501c3 and organizing mission trips to um, the Dominican Republic, Peru, and Jamaica.
1: Yeah, it's interesting. It reminds me of uh Clay Christensen's book How Will Your Life Be Measured. He says that, you know, the graduating class of Harvard really has no idea what they want to do in life. And and, you know, kudos to uh to you to help help the youth kind of get started in this way and then explore this area before they're off off into their other careers. How how did you cur- uh, personally come to be involved with this?
2: Well, when the board reached out to me, I was instantly intrigued. In college, I was active in service work, and after college, I joined the Peace Corps because I wanted to continue service work internationally. Once I had my own family, I began to think about how can I involve my family and the church's mission to help the poor, but within within a time frame that fit my family's needs, because most parents only have one week of vacation a year. So um, what happened was I began to think about, you know, how I could— cultivate those opportunities for my family and engage other Catholic families and adult, adults who are looking for that same experience to travel and participate in service work. So CBC really is the vehicle to make that happen, and and that's really how I became involved in CBC and, and uh, joined the work organization.
1: Yeah, and this is huge. I mean, you know, I I grew up in an area that was not nearly as affluent as Arlington. I try and remind my children of that all the time when we go back uh, to where I grew up. And, you know, I think this is really critical for kids growing up here in Arlington because in some ways we we do live in a fantasy world. We live in an area that has a lot of prosperity, a lot of jobs, more so than than many parts of the country. And for people to get involved in service and go out and actually help people who are less fortunate, this is a critical part of the upbringing here.
0: So Catherine, tell us about your role as a Christian service coordinator at Bishop O'Connell.
3: So I got involved with working at O'Connell because I had already been at O'Connell for about three years. And then I went on our mission trip in 2014 to Peru. Um, And that was something that we had done with Commissioned by Christ back then. Um, And when I returned, I felt like I needed to do something different. I felt like I needed to make a difference with the students more than just working in the office and help them have um, a similar unique service experience like I did because really, you know, in reading about Commission by Christ and all the mission trips that they've done, they really are a life-changing experience, and I wanted that for our student body.
0: So describe some of the uh, service initiatives that they get involved with to qualify for credit.
3: Sure. Sure. There's many opportunities our students are involved with. Um, They tutor at local schools in the Arlington area. They do food distributions in DC and also in Arlington. Um, They're able to work at nursing homes. Uh, They're able to coach or mentor anyone that's in need. And also sometimes they do their own kind of startup projects where they do peanut butter and jelly sandwiches to be distributed to the poor or they make blankets and meals for the needy as well.
0: Yeah, When I heard about this, that this was a requirement for the students, I thought that was really cool. I, I know my daughter went to Fairfax County Schools, and they have a, a program, uh, a service learning program, but it's not required. But if you do 40 hours over four years, you get a, a cord on your graduation gown, and if you do 50 hours, you get a, a seal of excellence. But I think it's outstanding you guys are doing this as a requirement. Do you know if any of the other schools in Arlington County, any of the other Catholic schools or the DC metro area are doing the same thing?
3: In the research I've done, all the Arlington Diocese schools um, they do have a service, a Christian service program similar to the one that we do have at O'Connell. Um, but a lot of the county schools have it as, like you said, they can get the cords for graduation, or it's kind of an extra thing that th- that the students are involved in. Um, but Fairfax County does do a requirement of forty hours total by the end of their time at school.
0: So, uh, do you guys ever collaborate, you and some other schools?
3: Yeah, absolutely. With the Arlington Diocese, we do work together with them in in formulating different trips. Or if we know about an opportunity where I might need a couple more students to fulfill the need, then I would absolutely reach out to those other schools to help out with that.
0: You know, Sal, I'm thinking about the food fight and that we we could have an army of students from these Catholic schools coming and helping pack uh, meals like they did at the Dulles Expo Center a little while ago. Um, so you, your tour organizations have begun collaborating, uh, the, I, I guess you guys organized a mission trip together recently. Tell us a little bit about that and, and what the future holds for you guys working together.
3: Sure, so we had um, gone on a trip in 2014 and then we also were going this summer, uh, at the end of July we're going to be taking um, 18 students and five adults with us to Peru um, in the same location in Peorah. Um, and it's something that, you know, it's a very unique opportunity, and I have two returning missionaries that went with us before, and sh- they both are going to be coming back. Um, to go to Peru and they've also both graduated from O'Connell this school year so it really is amazing to see that you know they've instilled the fact that service is really important to them and and you know they're taking time out right before they're going off to college to to do this mission work which is amazing.
1: Yeah hats off to O'Connell I mean for years have been known for just uh, you know academic excellence and and you always see that promoted sending this many kids to Harvard this many kids to Ivy League schools but you know, in, in an area we have such great public schools. I think this this really, you know, well rounding out kids is just a critical piece of the educational process. So you know, a big big kudos out to uh, to Bishop O'Connell for for really instituting this program.
2: Yeah, thank you.
0: So Michelle, you're excited as well about the collaboration?
2: Absolutely, yes, <laughs> absolutely, yes. We. Um, we have a lot of enthusiasm with these uh, young people and um, we have experience working together and so we we're expecting you know very very good things out of it and and future trips to come as well
1: well great we're going to take a a short uh, show identification break here and then we'll come back with Catherine and michelle you're listening to grace in 30 on WERALP Arlington 96.7 FM. We're talking with Michelle Hallworth from Commissioned by Christ and Catherine Hogan from Bishop O'Connell High School, two service-minded organizations that have recently begun collaborating on overseas mission opportunities. You know, Michelle, uh, take a minute and uh, tell us about some of the pre and post uh, mission trip work um, you know things you do to ensure the best possible experience for participants, kind of the optimal impact of all this.
2: So the um, this, the CBC mission trip experience is is unique in that we have some prep work that goes on. We have three days of recollection that occurs in the months leading up to the mission trip. And um, there's spiritual orientation retreats, there's reflection, you get to know the missionaries, you, you establish prayer partners. And then when, you, when you're on the mission trip itself, every day begins with mass and there's a theme, there's time to reflect today uh, during the day with the other missionaries and also on your own. And then when they come back, we have a post-meeting where we reach out and try to understand how life has been for those missionaries since returning. Have they experienced any changes? Are they continuing with service in their community?
1: Interesting. And just uh, my own personal question, what's been your favorite trip that, that you've been involved with or that you've heard from kids? I mean, what is one that really sticks out with you?
2: Um, I think, well, I joined CBC in, in November, so I haven't taken my first trip yet with, with CBC. But I would have to say that, that Peru, I've received a lot of feedback from Peru. But you know, Bonica has also been quite memorable. It's, it's right. really hard to say. Everybody is impacted differently, um, but all around, it, people are always coming back with having had a, a really good, strong faith-based experience.
1: Yeah, and is there? I guess some of these places, like Bonica, for example, I'm familiar with that. Mm-hmm. Um, are, are these are places that you go to routinely, and so you're, you're or do you assign a, pick a different place every year? How, how does that work?
2: Well, CBC plugs into ongoing sustainable Catholic mission sites. We know we're not going to save the world, but we're going to return volunteers who go on to service to do service in their parish and their communities. And we right now we have established relationships in Peru and in Bonica and Jamaica. We um, will be going to Kenya next year. That will be a new mission site for us, but I think we're gonna be talking about that a little bit later here. Um, one thing that one of our missionaries came back that who who had been reflecting about their mission trip said that it's a retreat with a service component, and I couldn't agree with with her more. That has definitely been a um, reoccurring sentiment from our missionaries, and we feel very proud about that.
1: So this is something where you, you can look at the, the history of the impact. You can go back to a place like Bonica for several years and kind of show, you know, to young young folks that you know, this takes time, that this really isn't sort of a white knight, jump in, you know, do something once and then and then you're done. that, that it takes mm-hmm. a sustained commitment by folks like yourself, by folks at Bishop O'Connell to make real change in a place like Bonica. And that change doesn't happen overnight. And you know it just dawns on me that that alone is an incredibly important lesson uh, for high school students to understand that uh, you know, as one of our guests, uh, Tim Sample, Who's the CEO of 72 Africa? Said you know they're they're trying to do sustainable peace missions in Africa, and he said you know to, to the listeners find something that's a passion of yours, and and invest ten years in it. Don't just stroke a check and be done. Really you know get involved in something that you love and and stay with it. And so you know, the commitment that you folks have year after year to places like Peru and Bonica. I mean, do you ever look back and maybe say, look, this is where we were five years ago or three years ago in Bonica, and this is where, you know, we're going today?
2: Uh, Yes, absolutely. And one of the really incredible things about our missionaries is that um they they foster those relationships with with the people down there and they they keep those ties after they return so they continue you know, after they return to the states they continue to communicate with those folks and they even kind of adopt them in a way and it it really connects them to that country uh, obviously long term and it's just such a you know such gives you such a warm feeling to know that maybe they hadn't been there in, you know for two years, yet they still knew what was going on down there because they were keeping in t- contact with the folks that they had served.
1: And have you ever had people come back and have a negative experience? I mean, this is real hands-on stuff. This isn't, uh, you know, a cruise somewhere. So, I mean, have you Absolutely. ever had folks uh, have a negative experience at
2: all? Well, every trip has its challenges, but we have experienced trip leaders that work well and Everyone walks away positively. The key is flexibility. I mean, it, and our our um, pre-trip meetings, our spiritual retreats, we really prepare the missionary to understand what to expect. You know you, to, how to set their expectations, and um, you know that, that goes a long way to, to the to a positive experience.
0: So, Catherine, how about you? Tell us tell us a favorite story.
3: You know, I was thinking about everything that Michelle was just saying, and, um, you know, I had taken some notes and was kind of reflecting on my experience and looking back through old photos, and there's kind of two things that have stuck out to me the most. Um, when I went in 2014, we were actually there for Easter, um, so we experienced Mass on Easter, and we experienced Easter actually with um, some orphans. We had visited two orphanages, and and one of them was... Um, the, the women that live there are a little bit older. Um, and we had a student that went with us on the mission, and she had a beautiful voice. She always used to sing in school. She sang in the choir. And, and it was amazing because we were all just sitting around playing volleyball, just enjoying the day, and all of a sudden she just started singing, and all of the women that were living there just sat around her, quiet as a mouse, and just sat and listened to her sing. And it was just a beautiful experience because she was sharing her talents with these women that... You know could hear songs that we sing in America and maybe we're familiar with different artists but they didn't care they did not want to hear what the song was they just wanted to hear our missionaries share one of her wonderful talents um, and then I actually was able to meet Michelle at a dinner that CBC hosted um, a couple months ago and and it was funny because they were showing us pictures and videos and all these things about all the different mission trips and there were bikes the bikes that we built were bikes that were brought by one of their other missionaries. And I had no idea. I just thought that the bikes were donated, but they were donated by Commission by Christ by a different mission trip. So that's like one of my favorite photos is this man standing in you know the middle of nowhere with a tree and a bike that we built. And it was brought by a trip that had already gone by CBC. So that was a really, you know, it kind of gives me goosebumps to think that was the first time I was meeting Michelle and we were working on this relationship for our upcoming trip. but all these mission ships kind of collide and come together
0: that's cool uh, talk a little bit about the the purity of faith that you encounter you're going to a lot of areas where, where people don't have the stuff that we have in America yet their faith seems to be incredibly strong
3: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we had a student that blogged about her experience, and and one of the things that that she kept talking about was the love that those people had for God. And They had nothing in their homes. There were dirt floors. There was a couple little counters with, with food or items that we had been dropping off, but They wanted to show you everything that they had. And really looking back, they had nothing, but they wanted your company. They wanted to have a conversation. And you know, they did speak Spanish. So we had some students that were with us that were speaking Spanish to translate, but that wasn't even needed. You just held their hand, walked around, and, and experienced their life and, and put yourself in their shoes that they had nothing, but they were so overjoyed by just our presence.
0: Yeah, it's neat. I, I, I love the Peru blog. The woman Catherine wrote, if these people who have so little can have so much love in their hearts for God, what's our excuse? Mm-hmm. It's really something that stuck with me when I when I read that. Um, so, so it seems like these trips, one of the things I noticed reading the blog uh, entries was how people called these trips life-altering. And is that, is that your experience pretty much across the board?
3: Yeah, and and just kind of talking and having this conversation tonight, I, I kind of have the goosebumps that I felt when I returned from my mission trip. Um, little things like using the microwave or riding in a car. I mean, those were things that that they don't have, they're not familiar with. And and I kind of struggled with using those items again. They're at our fingertips. Everywhere you look, mm-hmm. you have everything that you need. And, and they really had nothing. And, you know, you kind of have some sort of guilt that you feel that, you know, the world is at your fingertips and and they really don't have those luxuries but you know in looking back i know that we've made a big difference we were able to do so much throughout our trip and and i'm really looking forward to going back and seeing the fruit from f- from our work um, and how our houses have changed or the families that we worked with have changed and, and build that relationship again
2: yes it really is a sense of complete humility and gratitude to realize that god has singled you out for to serve in this unique way and to just go there and experience the, the material poverty yet witness the spiritual wealth in these countries, I, to me, it's like getting a vitamin D shot to your faith. I mean, it just, it just radiates through you.
0: That's great. All right, we're going to give you guys one more break uh, so I can do a station ID. <laughs> You're listening to Grace in 30 on WERALP, Arlington 96.7 FM. We're talking to Michelle Howarth from Commissioned by Christ and Catherine Hogan from Bishop O'Connell High School, two organizations that are expressing the love of Christ through local and international service initiatives. When we met uh, last week, I challenged the two of you to think about higher purpose. And, and I, and I mm-hmm. could just see the excitement coming off of you when, when things like talking about working with teens came up and international travel and doing these mission trips, working with these under underserved, underprivileged people. Did you have any other revelations or epiphanies since we talked, anything you want to share with us?
2: Well, what occurred to me was that God's higher purpose for me is being realized through commission by Christ. I'm very blessed to be part of the CBC community, which is giving me the opportunity to continue cultivating those seeds of service that were planted in me long ago. So I am genuinely excited every day knowing that we are making um international short term mission work possible for catholic families and adults we're forming and developing missionaries and um what what more can you ask than that
1: That's right and when you go on these trips i mean you're you're serving all the people in these areas you're not just for example going to catholic churches so you're going to bonica but people come to you and they're hungry or they come to the soup lines right. you're not looking at No I mean,
2: they're serving we're serving the community and yeah yes. and, and i
1: think that's an important lesson no matter what one's faith is when you go down there you know Everyone Mm -hmm. needs your help. Everyone can be served and helped and and really uh, provided for.
2: Exactly. Great. Katherine? Yes? (laughs) (laughs)
0: the purpose question (laughs) Uh (laughs) the dreaded purpose
3: question yeah I've taken some time to kind of reflect on (laughs) on my experience as Christian service coordinator and and one of the things that was my main goal and and my purpose really is to help the students grow in service and through their faith Um, you know I don't want just this program to be something that's a requirement and it's something to check off the list there's been a lot of experiences I've had in the past two years in this role where I feel like the service in the the life of the students have really made a difference. Um, You know, there's been exceptional students that have gone above and beyond different things, building ramps for nursing homes or, you know, really putting themselves out there to challenge themselves to do more. And and that's like my big challenge is to, to push the students just to do more than just the 10 minimum hours is that once they go and they challenge themselves, a lot of them are like, oh, I decided to go back. I'm going every other Saturday to the nursing home. And, and this the reflections that they share with me, whether it be a video or a presentation or even the essays, they really take the time to really write and reflect on it. And I think that that's really important is that they're able to share their experience um, with their service. And, and I know that was a struggle for me when I got back from Peru is that I you know, had to take a lot of time to reflect on my experience, and then I was able to really share about it, because um, we experienced a lot of different things. Like Michelle said, you really have to be flexible um, when you go down there, because things kind of arise that you're not expecting, but, you know, looking forward, I just hope that service is something that is a seed that we plant in the students to help them grow in their faith, and, and really challenge themselves to do more than just what they have to do to check off the list and, and really I feel like our student body really does do that and they go above and beyond um, what is required um, once they do take that first leap of faith.
0: Yeah that's certainly the case for people who go overseas right. because when you think about it I mean when I first thought about it I thought first it's great you're requiring this but 10 hours a year is not a ton of time but across 1100 students that's 11,000 hours and and then Certain people, like you mentioned, uh, they, they do big things. They right. go away for a week on a Absolutely. mission trip. Or they, they go somewhere and they get the bug and they go back more. And that's really those are really the cool stories, right?
3: Yeah, and I think that, that the need is here, too. It's not just in Peru or Bonica or Kenya. I mean, if you close... You know the door and, and open it to see what the real need is in the Arlington D.C. area, you, you really do see it um, once you kind of open your eyes to the fact that that there is need in in our backyards as well kind of like you said that we come from a privileged area and you know a lot of our students have a lot of wealth and you know they it's hard for them to kind of step out of their comfort zone but really there is a big need here and and their service can be done some simply in their backyard it doesn't have to be you know a mission trip although we love you know these opportunities um there are short-term mission trips that cbc does do that you know we could become more involved in as well because the need is here as well
0: yeah, Michelle. Um, I wanted to ask about this avoidance of the white knight syndrome. You talked about how you really understand the needs of the local people when you go down there. So these trips are very high impact. They're not, you know, going down, riding it on a horse, doing something that's unneeded and leaving. Exactly. Just tell us a little bit about that.
2: Well, um, so we work with with sites that are ongoing, and we in advance kind of understand what their needs might be when we get down there, what kind of projects they need us to help them on. And when we get there, we're working on projects that they need that are going to continue after we return. Things that that you know that they will be using and not that a project will just sort of fall away because there's nobody there to continue taking care of it. So you know that's really important for us because um, Catherine gave a you know a great example of the bikes. You know it's mm-hmm. um, we you know we want to continue to make an impact um, and and show our missionaries that their their efforts are going to continue even after they they're gone. So I think that's really important.
0: So I want to make sure we get to this question before uh, we time out in a few minutes, but mm-hmm. a call to action. We'd like to issue a call to action to our listeners, and I'd like to hear from each of you. I mean, what would you like folks to know about the, the people you see overseas, Mich- Michelle, your, your, your missionary, see, um, Catherine, your students, their hearts, and some of the projects they're working on. Is there something you'd like to stir in other people's hearts, listeners' hearts about what you're doing?
2: well i my call of action to the listeners would really be to get involved as catherine mentioned we have one day mission um, mission trips in the local area they're more like half day but you know they're completely doable and we we go in the local areas like we work on, we're going to work with st lucy's food project next month and um with assisting with their food their food drive families with children are welcomed the, the month after that Um, In August, we're going to be going to the Christ House, so all that information is on our website as well as um, uh, the information for our upcoming um, trips next year in 2017 internationally. Especially the one that I didn't get to mention, which is is to Kenya. We're going to be building dormitories for um, an orphanage for girls from age 13 to 18 um that was a project started by a visitation uh, named sister rose who's in georgetown and and cbc is going to go there and and help build those dormitories
0: katherine how about you
3: I think that um, a really powerful scripture is Isaiah 6, 8, where he says, Here I am, send me. That is really the challenge. You're here, you're capable, you're present, and you're able to go. You need to open your eyes and not be blinded by what's around you just to open them and really see what's around and, and absolutely taking advantage of the, the simple mission trips like Michelle has with CBC for the day trips. There are half days, and, and that could be a seed that is planted for you to move forward in your service life.
1: Yeah, that's an important thing. I mean, we, you know, we hope that... You know certainly um, as people come back from these trips if they see someone who's who's homeless or someone on the streets of Arlington that they view those people in a different light you know as our first guest Milton Brown said you know better off but not better than and and we've heard that from numerous guests on this show who have taken their own children to places in Haiti and others that you know they want them to understand that these people you know that, that oftentimes even people we find here are educated but they have they're on hard times right and so you know they're better off but not better than uh, and, and, you know, just a half a day trip can make an impact because we do see these people in our community We see them in DC. We see them here on the streets of Arlington and, and, you know, Ed and I have started this practice of just offering a kind word to people You know based on our first guest Milton Brown and and we can see that's making a difference in our lives And just the way that we look at the homeless or people who are a little bit down on their luck. So we've got about 45
0: seconds.
2: You know what? Any (laughs) parting comments? I would like to just uh, read a quote from St. Augustine. Um, It says, What does love look like? It has the eyes to help others. It has the feet to hasten to the poor and needy. It has eyes to see misery and want. It has the ears to hear the sighs and sorrows of men. That is what love looks like.
1: All right. We've had a poet and and someone sing on this show. (laughs) (laughs) This is great. This is perfect. I love it. I love it.
0: Catherine, 10 seconds.
3: I just want to thank um, O'Connell for giving me this opportunity to continue their mission and goals with service, and to thank Michelle for really helping push our students to do more and, and have the opportunities to go to Peru and, and do these mission trips, because they really are something that you'll never forget.
0: Excellent. Thank
3: you.
1: Well, well thank you uh, thank you so much, uh, Michelle and Catherine, especially you, Catherine. I think Ed had you on the timer there on a couple of these questions, but uh, you know, we really appreciate your time, your insights for our listeners. Um, for folks who want to find out more information about CBC, check them out at commissionedbychrist.org. For more information on Bishop O'Connell, the Knights, please go to bishopoconnell.org or bishopoconnell.org/christian uh, service for more information on community service initiatives that students are working on. We'll also be posting more information about this on our Facebook and Twitter pages at Grace in 30. If you know someone uh, locally or nationally who'd be a great guest, Contact us at gracein30 at gmail.com. Remember, a recording of this show can be found on WERA's website 24 hours after the show is
0: aired, as well as on our gracein30.com website. Again, thanks for joining us uh, this evening. This is Ed and Sal signing off from Grace in 30 on WERA LP Arlington 96.7 FM. Have a great night and be
2: sure to tune into Grace.